Good morning, good morning, and happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are back once again with another podcast for you here early, early, early this Sunday morning. Uh, We thank you guys for tuning in again to listen to the podcast. Uh, We we are very thankful uh, that you have all taken time out of your schedules to uh, tune in and to rock with us as you always do each and every Sunday. Um, We are definitely um, uh, trying to be mindful and prayerful for all of those who have been traveling um, on vacation over this uh, last couple of days. Um, We do have our pastor, our assistant pastor, and some of the other saints that have traveled down to Florida. Um, We pray that you guys have a wonderful vacation. Uh, Get as much rest as you possibly can. Um, We uh, hope that you come back refreshed and uh, ready to jump back in to uh, our fourth Sunday services as we always have uh, here in Goldsboro at House of Deliverance Ministries located at 3039 Thoroughfare Road. Uh, we hope that you guys will come and fellowship with us on this upcoming fourth Sunday. Uh, we definitely would love to see your face in the place. Um, we do have a few updates. Uh, we uh, have gotten an update on our cousin uh, Raheem, who was dealing with um, uh, a diabetic uh, situation where they were trying to get it under control. Uh, the update is it is under control. He is doing uh, so much better. He's gotten his appetite back. And uh, we are definitely thankful that you guys have sent out your prayers for him. We appreciate you all for your prayers. Uh, but we definitely still have others that we would like for you guys to continue to pray for. Uh, my coworker Nicole Reed, uh, coworker and very good friend, uh, she's dealing with a little health with a health health issue at this time. Um, she's uh, uh, been misdiagnosed and been dealing with. Uh, some serious pain for the last three months and they have finally figured out what's going on and she now knows what has to be done in order to get uh, the situation uh, cleared up and taken care of so we want you guys to keep her in your prayers um, as she will uh, be preparing herself to go in for surgery Uh, but we want you guys to definitely keep her in your prayers um, keep her uplifted Um, I've already talked with her and let her know uh, that we are definitely going to be praying for her for a speedy recovery, uh, for a a very safe surgery, and for the Lord to bring her through this situation as we all know that he is more than capable of doing. Um, We are uh, preparing ourselves to do what we always do each and every Sunday. You guys already know what it is kick those feet up, sit back and relax for as long as you can. We know that those church socks need to be on feet already, preparing ourselves to get our slide in our kitchen uh, as we bring you guys this praise-filled, hand-clapping, knee-slapping, good church music and word on this Sunday. So, as we always do, I hope that you're ready. Let's get into it.
Y'all don't mind that 
Come on, give God a great praise. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to see you. It's good to be seen and not viewed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anytime you wake up complaining, remember there is an alternative. So you just ought to be thankful with every ache and pain you wake up with. There, there is a way for ache and pain to go away quickly. So you ought to just be thankful. I want to first of all thank all of you uh, for your prayers, for your cards, your emails, uh, your kind words. Uh, there is nothing like a praying congregation. And I want to thank all of you for your prayers during uh, this last bout and challenge uh, with my body. And I thank God, a friend of mine, Pastor Charles Jenkins, who pastors in Chicago, called me yesterday because he knew I was coming back to the pulpit. And he said to me, he said, man, you have such an incredible congregation. And I said, what do you mean? He said, I don't know anybody who can be as sick as you've been, out as many times as you've been, and the folk just stay right there. And uh, you, are, you are indeed a wonderful people. And I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Thank God for my father, our pastor emeritus, who's been preaching up a storm. Come on, let's celebrate him and thank God for his anointing, his energy, his power. Thank God for him. Thank God for our mother, Lady Estelle, this morning. We praise God for her. I thank God for my, my nurse, my wife, my girlfriend, my friend, first lady. We thank God for her on today. Take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of John and the 13th chapter. John, the 13th chapter. To all of our graduates, we, I wasn't here last Sunday, but I salute you. Our baby girl graduated from high school, and in two weeks, she's going to Hampton. Yeah, Jesus helped me be a fence all around me every day. John chapter 13, we're going to be preaching from this text, uh, both services this morning, a part one and a part two. Uh, but let's begin at verse one. Now, before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from the world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose up from the supper laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he said to Simon Peter, came to Simon Peter, rather, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, If I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. I guess Peter said, I ain't going to play since you're going to talk that kind of talk. Jesus said to him, 
He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, you are not all clean. So when he had washed all of their feet, taken his garments, he sat back down and he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Amen. You may be seated in the very presence of our God. I, I, this morning, both services, I'm doing a, just a two-part piece called Lessons from Around the Table. Lessons as we go to communion from around the, the table. This, this first one, if you want to put a subtitle on it, uh, I, I, I would call this first one, I'm in charge, not you. It'll make sense to you. I'm in charge. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm in charge. <laughs> one of the most profound books I have read, and I read it while I've been out for these last several weeks, is a book that I would recommend to anyone, co-authored by two persons by the name of Roy Oswald and Arland Jacobson. The name of the book is The Emotional Intelligence of Jesus. The Emotional Intelligence of Jesus, comma, relational smarts for religious leaders. The emotion, I would encourage you to get that book, not, if, not just if you're a religious leader, but everybody, because that book talks about emotional intelligence. And one of the takeaway realities that I got from reading that book is that if there's one thing all of us need to have a clear understanding of, it is our emotional self. Being keenly aware of your emotional intelligence and its power can sometimes be the difference between your success and your failure, particularly when it comes to how you handle your emotions in interpersonal relationships. Did you know, this, this blew my mind when I read this. Did you know that it is said that in the course of one day, we go through 456 emotions. That does not necessarily mean there's 456 type of emotions. I know some of y'all are trying to figure out what kind of emotions are those. That in the course of a day, we have 456 emotional swings in one day. So my question to you this morning is this. What do you do with your emotions? Now, for teaching purposes this morning, let me give you a working definition uh, of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is your ability to recognize and understand your emotions and your skill at using this awareness to manage yourself and the relationship you have with others. Now, you know, if you need to buy the app, now get the app because all these principles will be in the app. Uh, sometime today, so I'm, you know, I'm moving along. Emotional intelligence is on, it's on the screen. It's, it's understanding your emotions 
and knowing how to manage them in such a way that they don't manage you. Hmm. Emotional intelligence and, and understanding its power and effect is very important because new studies are confirming, watch, the importance of being present to and aware of your emotions at work. In fact, there is now concrete evidence demonstrating that interpersonal skills, how you relate to other people, are a greater predictor of success than anything else. Listen to me carefully. I'm going somewhere with this. How you handle your emotions when you relate to other people is a greater predictor of how successful you can be in life. It's more predictable than having technical and intellectual capacities. Huh. Knowing how to control your emotions. In his book, uh, Renovation of the Heart, Dallas Willard gives us another perspective on this, though. He contends that, that to be successful, you can't just use your heart, but more importantly, you got to use your head. Uh, he, he says, and I quote, that, that we must not pit good thinking against strong faith. You, in other words, you, you don't exit your mind when you operate in faith. You operate in faith and use your mind at the same time. So, so that there should never be a battle for the supremacy of my decision making between what I feel and how I think. He, he goes on to say that godly success depends on thinking well. You, you have to be careful. Yeah, this is good. You have to be careful not to follow your heart while failing to use your head. <laughs> don't, don't get so caught up and entangled in your emotions that you don't Consider the weight of the decision you're making based on what you feel it. See, one area where this is vital is in the area of relationships. Can I tell you why? Because our greatest emotions, our greatest pains, our greatest joys come from within the context of relationship. Baby, you feel some kind of way when it deals with folk. Your greatest joy and your greatest pain comes from dealing with people every day and I submit to you this morning that some of the pain you go through with people can be avoided if you use your mind and not just be led by your heart yeah I'm going somewhere listen to me carefully emotional intelligence can impact relational intelligence Sometimes you act relationally dumb because you followed your heart and didn't listen to your head. See, when you allow your emotions to dictate your relationships, this is good right here. When you, you know, when you hook up with people, and I'm not just talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, but that too, but just friendships. When you connect with folk because they make you feel something and, and, and you don't use your head, in the midst of feeling something don't miss this when you don't use your head you lose the value of the very thing God gave you to protect you your mind talk boy 
God gave you your mind to protect you from always walking in your feelings. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me right through in here. Some of y'all can testify you got involved with somebody because they made you feel good. And about three or four months in, you wished you would have followed your head because there was a nagging something in the back of your head saying, this ain't right, this ain't right. And when you don't listen to your head, you forfeit the very thing God gave you to protect you from making decisions in your emotions. Look at your neighbor and tell him, be smart, be smart, be smart. Now, now, now don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. It's not that you shouldn't use your emotions. You just can't always believe your emotions. Whoa, let me say that again. It's not that God wants you to be emotionless. But you just got to be smart enough not to always believe what your emotions tell you. They, 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 baby, they'll have you acting one way today. Come on, talk to me. And acting another way. To, come on, talk to me now. See, see, when, when you are led, here it is, when you are led by emotions, this is so good, you allow external stuff to become the authority of the movements of your life. So because you feel like they hurt you, you don't speak to them. So because you don't feel like doing anything today, you stay lazy in the bed. So because you don't feel like going to work, you lie and you lose your integrity, say you sick and you sitting at home. Y'all ain't talking to me. Whenever you allow stuff outside of you to determine how you act, that's when you are moved by your emotions. Somebody said, where are you going with all that? Here we find Jesus at this final supper the night before his death. And what we see from Jesus... <laughs> In this text is how to handle your emotions around people and in relationships. Okay, that was a little too clean. Here it is. Jesus in this text teaches us how to treat unlikable people. He teaches in this text how to treat folk that you don't like the way they act towards you. Yeah, it's going to be quiet. That's okay. My first Sunday back and y'all going to be quiet. That's okay. I, I, I want you to notice what Jesus does and what he does not do. I need you to keep your Bible open so you don't think I'm making this up. Jesus serves every one of the disciples. The Bible declares to us that after he had washed all of their feet, he served Every last, we're talking next service about servanthood. He served every last one of them. He knows every person who is at that table. And everybody at that table has done something worthy of being called a betrayer. Because when he says, one of y'all going to betray me, each one of them said, Lord, is it I? Well, I only got to ask that if I know I got something I did that might make me guilty. If I know I haven't done anything, I ain't got no reason to say, did I do it? Everybody at this table, everybody at the table, he knows is going to run and hide from him. But there are two particular people 
whose despicable deeds are told in the text. And he's aware of it. Peter and Judas. <laughs> he, he, he speaks to Peter, knowing what Peter's going to do, and tells Peter, if I don't wash you, you can't have what I have. He addresses Judas, knowing Judas is the betrayer, and tells him, go down there, do what's in your heart to do, and do it quickly. Got three quick things. I'm going to run through them quick. Uh, that's going to help us handle the Peters and Judases in your life. You ready for your first principle? No matter who they are or what their motives are, you remain the same. Ain't going to get much help, heaven. No, no matter who they are and no matter what their motives are, even when you know what they're up to, you stay consistent in how you act. Help me, Jesus. Jesus knew one was a denier and the other had motives to betray him. Watch me now. But neither one of them could tell by their interaction with Jesus. They knew by his interaction that he knew. But they couldn't tell by his interaction how he felt. Let me say that again. They knew he knew because he said he knew. <laughs> but they couldn't tell if he was feeling some kind of way about what they were about to do. Y'all ain't talking to me. He, he doesn't change his personality to accommodate Peter or acquiesce to Judas. Good God. He blessed his friends and he blessed his enemies. He, he doesn't sweat over what he knows Judas is about to do. He doesn't get worried over what Peter is about to do. He treats them like he treats everybody else around that table. Y'all ain't talking to me. See, when you are committed to Christ-like character, folk that you know know you don't like them won't be able to tell that you know that what they are up to because when they see you you treat them like you treat everybody else because I'm not responsible for how you treat me but I am responsible for how I treat you I wish y'all would talk to me in here today your, your haters ought to be wondering what's wrong with you because they know you know what they up to but you're smiling, you're hugging them you're telling them good morning you're treating them like you're treating everybody else come on, look at your neighbor and tell them don't ever let them see you sweat yeah, yeah, speak to them speak, make them crazy because they know you know because you told them you know. But they can't figure out if you know you know why you acting like they ain't up to nothing. Look, look at Jesus. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't beg Judas to change his mind because, touch them, this is going to be good. To beg somebody to not do something is to give them power over you they don't deserve. 
And let me tell you what I've discovered. If somebody's bold enough to betray you, then nothing you can do is going to stop it. I wish y'all would hear me in here this morning. You just keep being yourself. You just keep being who God, as a matter of fact, tell them what Jesus told Judas. Whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. Because the quicker you do it, the sooner God will fix it. Preach, boy. Whatever you're going to do to me, go ahead and do it. Because the quicker you do it, the sooner God's going to turn it around. Whatever you're going to do, go ahead and do it. Because the quicker you do it, the sooner God's going to make you my stepping stone. Remain the same. Don't let them see in your attitude that you know they're up to something. Here's the second thing. And the, and the last two are going to be quick, but the last two are predicated on the first one. Um, the reason you can remain the same, knowing that the people you chose are going to betray you. Hmm. I snuck that in. I told y'all about a month ago, you always choose Judas. And, and here's how... Here's how some of y'all going to stop getting gray hair and, and stop having to get a drink to go to sleep. And, and, and here's how some of y'all going to stop cussing in your head when you see them. I'm, I'm finna give it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm finna give it to you. I'm finna, here's, here's how you're going to start treating your enemies like they're your best friends. Here it is. Here's how you're going to remain the same because people don't control your destiny. That, that was too good for y'all not to shout. I know it's 8 o'clock. People don't, as a matter of fact, what Judas, I hope y'all don't tear this church up. What Judas shows me is that sometimes God will let people do to you what they want to do to you, but won't let them get the result they're looking for. Preach, boy. He will let them set the trap. He will let them tell the lie. He will let them fire you. He will let them betray you. And while they sitting back waiting to see you lose your mind, he ain't going to let them see that. He going to let them see you smiling. He's going to let them see you rejoicing. He's going to let them see you giving God glory. Do I have any witnesses in here? Do you know why some folk don't like you? Because after everything they did to you, you still acting like you got it together. With everything they did to you, you still acting like you on top. I want you to shake three people's hands and tell them God ain't going to let them see it. He's not going to let them see you quit. He's not going to let them see you walk away. He's not going to let them see you cry. He's not going to let them see you depressed. He's not going to let them see you discouraged. He's going to let them do what they did and then not let them see what they're looking for. Sam. You better hear what I'm telling you. People cannot control your destiny. Let them fire you. Let him walk out on you. Y'all, see, see, we as a people should have been shouting right there. We as a people ought to be able to testify right there because they did everything they could to mess up our destiny. From Jim Crow apartheid, they tried to revoke the voting right. They tried calling us out of our name. They tried canceling health care. They 
tried sitting us in the balcony. They tried to take our history out the textbook. But look at where we are. Black president, black Congress people, prank bank presidents, college presidents. Because no matter what people do to you, they cannot control your destiny. I I'm done. I'm done. Some, uh, I need some business owner in here. Watch this right now who can shout because you opened the business after you got fired. Good God. I, I, I need some college graduate in here who can shout when you got the degree after the teacher told you you were dumb. God said, I'll let them tell you whatever they want to do, but then I'll flip the script. Hey. Hit, hit. All right. I'm done. Remain constant, no matter who they are, no matter what they do, stay constant. Stay constant because people don't determine your destiny. And his last one, and stay constant because people don't own your peace. Uh, good God from Zion. Uh, your peace of mind is not predicated on how people treat you. Come, come closer. Let me tell you again. Your peace of mind has nothing to do with how people treat you, what they do to you, what they say. I wish I had a witness in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your, your peace is predicated on who the Lord has made you. Look at how that story starts off. It starts off by saying that before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world. Watch this. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Watch verse 3. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given everything to him, and that he had come from God and was going to God. Jesus said, I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know what I got. And I know where I'm going. Y'all didn't hear. I know who I am. I know whose I am. I know what I have. And I know where I'm going. Y'all, I know who I am. Because I know whose I am. I know what I have and I know where I'm going. Y'all, I know who I am because of whose I am. I know what I got and I know where I'm going. So since I know all of that, it don't matter what you say about me. Let me tell you something. If the Lord has blessed you, even in spite of you, if the Lord has turned you, even in spite of you, if the Lord has chosen you, even in spite of you, if the Lord has called you, even in spite of you, then there's nothing anybody does to you that can take the peace from you that you are who God says you are. I wish I had a better witness in here. They can mess with your stuff, but they can't own your peace. 
They can mess with your money, but your peace ain't in your money. Your peace is in your master. They can mess with your job, but your peace ain't in your job. It's in Jesus. The devil can mess with your body, but your peace ain't in your body. Your peace is in your blesser. Nothing or nobody has the power to take peace from you that the Lord gave you when he saved you. I wish I had a way. Let them suck their teeth. Let them roll their eyes. Let them talk under their breath. You just bless them anyhow. Let them plot. Let them scheme. You just hold your peace. Because I learned a long time ago, if I hold my peace, the Lord will fight my battles. I'm, I'm done. Y'all better get your own shout. I'm looking for a few of y'all in here today who can say, I got enemies on every side. I got folk on the job that don't like me. I got folk in the church that don't like me. I got folk in the neighborhood that can't stand me. I got problems on every side. But I wake up every day saying this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad because no matter what I'm going through, I got peace. No matter how rough it gets, I got peace. No matter what I got to face, I've got peace. No matter who I got to deal with, I can say when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, God has taught me to say it is well. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and shared it. And Lord, haste the day when my fate shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well. With master, it is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. Hey, come on, look at somebody, tell them I got peace. And no matter what comes my way. No matter what I'm dealing with. Come on, y'all should be on me by now with, with it as well. Come on, y'all. Uh, y'all not come to church looking like you don't want to be here. You ought to have a peace. You ought not have to be pumped and prodded to do stuff. You ought to have a peace. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds Thou hast taught me to say it is well 
Come on, when peace like a river. When Attendeth my way when sorrow, when sorrow billows roll, firm my lot. Yes, sir. Come on, say that next verse. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, though say it doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't matter what he throws at me. Though try. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. I've got this blessed assurance. This is what controls my attitude. This is what controls my emotions. That Christ has my Testimony. With my soul. to stand I want everybody to stand father right now forgive us for allowing people to control our actions forgive us for being led by our emotions give us such a peace and such a confidence in our destiny that it doesn't matter who betrays us it doesn't matter who denies us it doesn't matter who walks away from us
All right, you guys, we've made it to the end of another podcast, and we thank you all for tuning in, taking out time to listen. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys. We love you uh, for all of your encouragement, uh, for continuing to push me to make sure that I stay on track and get this podcast out like we all know that we so need in these last and evil days. We've been dealing with a lot lately. Um, we've had a lot of sickness. We've had a lot of death um, in a lot of our families. Uh, we've gone through so many different situations uh, between the end of 2020 and uh, now the middle, um, well, past the middle now of 2021. Uh, but it's always a great thing to know um, that God will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. He's always there. He's always behind us. He's always in front of us. He's always around us. Um, he's continuing to keep us. And we know he's the only one that can. Uh, it's uh, definitely um, a contract out uh, for some of our lives. There's contracts out, you know, to, to take us down. And uh, we know who has those contracts. The enemy definitely does not want us to succeed. But we know that we already have the what. I know my people out there know exactly what I'm talking about. B-I-C-T-O-R-Y. We are already victorious. We have the victory. We've already won. The battle's already won. The story is just uh, hasn't already been completed as far as uh, our lives being lived. You know, and for us to know exactly what uh, great things we're going to be able to uh, succeed in, the great things that we're going to be able to walk into, um, the many doors that are about to open for us. Uh, he already told us that he would pour us out a blessing that we would not have room enough to receive. So with that being said, how about we get those bags prepared to catch all of these blessings that are about to just be poured out upon us because we already know it's already done. Uh, we thank you guys again for listening here on this early Sunday morning. I'm trying to do my best getting this thing out as early as I possibly can. Uh, trying to become more consistent with getting this podcast out to you guys um, early on Sunday morning. Uh, we know some of our saints have been cheating and have been listening to the podcast before Sunday service. But hey, if you need to get it in before you go to church, go ahead and get it in. I understand. Uh, we uh, hope that you are enjoying the product that we have presented and that we can continue to present each and every Sunday. Um, again, if you guys have any suggestions, we are open to suggestions. We will definitely listen, listen to whatever it is that you would have uh, to critique and give to us um, that you might want to hear on the podcast that you haven't heard um, up to this point. Uh, we know we have some quartet listeners out there. I'm personally not a big quartet fan, but hey, I had two quartet songs on the podcast on today for all of our quartet listeners. See, I'm listening to you guys. I'm listening to what you're asking for, and I'm trying to give you exactly what you're looking for. So uh, if you have anything that you want to hear in particular, feel free to reach out to me, and I will definitely do my best to get it up on HOD Podcast for you guys to listen to. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Continue to pray for us over here. Uh, we will be um, heading out of town on next Sunday. But nevertheless, the podcast will be going out. I will uh, do my best on that Sunday uh, evening to get the podcast prepared so that all I have to do is post and send out to you guys 
that Sunday morning. Uh, but we definitely would love for you guys to keep me and my family in prayer as we travel uh, over the dangerous highways. Uh, definitely have to make sure that I'm uh, keeping these beautiful young ladies that are here uh, that God has blessed me and my wife with uh, as safe as possible and uh, have to spoil them just a little bit. Not a whole lot, just a little bit. Uh, but again, we thank you guys. We appreciate you. And as always, we will see you on the other side. You got to call the only name that matters. And tell them the only name that matters is Jesus. Now come on, throw your head back and holler, Jesus! 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 Glory to God. Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I just want to thank you.
time. Somebody open your mouth and give them a shabbat. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Listen.